Hello and welcome to this sober episode of Irreligiosophy, the one true podcast, and the only podcast to give up the eye of their penis for wisdom and wizardry. Sober? The one request, the one universal request, was that Matt be drunk from here on out. I'm giving up drinking, and I'm having tea. God damn it. Well, (sighs) I will be uncharacteristically silent this episode because I have done absolutely zero research. (laughs) So take it away, Matt. That's going to be weird because I was going to be a little bit silent during this episode as well, too. Even though it's all my idea. (laughs) It's going to be a rather short episode. On Norse mythology for some reason. Yeah, for some reason. I got interested in it when we were um, talking about the origins of Christianity. And Santa Claus. And Santa Claus. And Black Pete. We're going to do an entire episode on Black Pete. On Black Pete. It's all Black Pete. The assistant of Santa Claus. But yeah, there's a couple things we want to cover. You'll be amazed at some of the things, Chuck... The uh, Norse mythology stole from Christianity. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But first, but first, skunk dicks. Yes, Matt, I have a skunk dick for you. Excellent. Let me let me take it. I mean, give it to me. He, I mean, <laughs> this particular skunk dick has been out of the running for quite some time, but he makes a reappearance in uh, 2014 and Who? a strong reappearance, I think. Who? Who could it be? Glenn Beck? Kirk Cameron thinks Grammy's gay marriages were, quote, an assault on the traditional family. Oh, they were. The Grammys were out there with their weapons of something. What? Mass assaulting. Mass assaulting. They were shooting flying penises. What were they doing? What well, the Grammys do now? <laughs> I think they burned the traditional family in effigy. Oh. I didn't actually see it. Sounds like a Grammys move. Uh, let's see, 33 couples might have had the greatest night ever when they got married at the 2014 Grammy Awards, but actor Kirk Cameron was not impressed. So apparently... <laughs> I am not impressed. <laughs> Mike Seaver is not impressed with their <laughs> gay marriages. Uh, Macklemore and Ryan Lewis uh, sang their uh, Same Love song, and uh, Queen Latifah officiated over 33 gay marriages. Now, that's in her capacity as a queen. She can do that. Oh, that's right. Queens do retain that ability, as well as summarily executing people. Sea captains. And Uh, sea captains. After the show, Cameron took to Facebook to air his grievances over the same-sex ceremonies. He said, how did you like the Grammys' all-out assault on the traditional family? (laughs) (laughs) I guess The Grammys are coming at you! I guess marrying... A bunch of gay people is an all-out assault. They fucking rolled out the Panzers. Blitzkrieg. Right, a, a handful of people. Was it so? What actually happened on TV with Macklemore singing his song "Same Love" or something? Yeah, and I guess there's a row of uh, gay people getting married all at once by uh, Queen Latifah. And those thirty-four couples shot down traditional marriage across the country. <laughs> it's destroyed. It's all over. I do remember that in the news Monday morning. It's the end of marriage. Marriage is over. Uh, Kirk Cameron continues, As a husband and father, I am proud to announce the release of my new family movie, Mercy Rule. (laughs) I I bet it's good. Last night, the lines were drawn thick and dark. (laughs) Uh, What? Not only homophobic. He's not content with homophobia. He also wants to throw a little racism in there. Right. Also, I think he likes black penis. Thick and dark. Getting a little aroused by this Facebook post. That's right. Now more than ever, we must work together to create the world we want for our children. I'm hoping that just as Fireproof restored marriages... What the fuck? Oh, that's one of his horrible movies, Fireproof. All right. Apparently one of his previous movies restored marriages. <laughs> Although now it's suffering an all-out assault again. Right. It's under uh, assault. Well, it's a, it's a war, Chuck. And the battle rages on, I guess. And, and the battles between his movies... And Grammy nominees. <laughs> I'd like to, I'd like to take this part. moment, <laughs> uh, this moment of all out assault on the traditional family. I'd like to take this moment to plug my fucking new movie. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, what better? It's relevant. What better time? Right. Uh, uh. <laughs> this is an all-out assault on traditional marriage. By the way, see my movie. <laughs> <laughs> saving traditional marriage. Private. Saving private traditional marriage. Wait. So uh, Mike Seaver wasn't alone. A couple of other conservative posted some comments. Uh, heads up, gramming telecast to feature sodomy-based wedding ceremonies. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's from Brian Fisher of the American Family Association. Just uh, giving a heads up to uh, traditional families that they might be assaulted. What is he saying? Sodomy-based? <laughs> Wedding what? ceremonies. Um, I, I believe the uh, marriage ceremonies included people just fucking dicking each other. Yeah, that's right. I remember that's right. Queen Latifah was like, do you take this penis into your anus? <laughs> <laughs> Does your anus receive this penis? I do. I now pronounce you penis and anus. <laughs> oh, that would make a great webcomic. Penis and anus. Hold on. I gotta write that down somewhere. I've never seen such a display of intolerance, bigotry, and hatred. Hashtag Grammys. Hashtag anti-Christian. That's Fox News. Todd Starnes. Where is the bigotry? Where's the hatred? Matt, it's worse than lynching black people. It's oh, worse no. than uh, gassing Jews and and homosexuals, by the way, in the uh, chambers of the uh, Nazi concentration camps. Uh, that's really nothing compared to the display of intolerance, bigotry, and hatred of 33 same-sex couples getting married on national <laughs> I, television. It's worse than that. Somebody has created a new skunk dick generator, <laughs> <laughs> much like the Obamacare is blank. <laughs> Eight, uh, gay handful, marriage is like handful of uh, gay people getting married is the worst display of intolerance, bigotry, and hatred right. that Fox News Todd Starnes has ever seen. That is, um, yeah, that's up there. It's it's horrible. I can see how they would just be massively offended and horrified by this shit. Yeah, absolutely. It's bigotry and hatred on display at the Grammys. That's um, uh, all of those assholes get skunk dicks. Skunk dicks. All right. Um, I have one to add then. I have another asshole to throw in there. Throw it in. There's a bunch of assholes awaiting. Hey, have you seen Kirk Cameron's old movie, Left Behind? <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to give that a plug. Check it out. Uh, that sounds awfully gay. It's on a fine VHS-based video store near you somewhere. But, um, you know, you're right. I didn't think about that. Left Behind, it is kind of a... Awfully gay. Kind of a kind of a gay title. I kind of like it now. Now I got to watch it again. Um, <laughs> but they're gonna remake it. What? <laughs> Did you say watch it again? <laughs> <laughs> I, almighty! I thought it was like a fantasy movie the first time I saw it. I was like, oh, is this one of those weird Stephen King movies where, like, the Langoliers or something, where everybody disappears? And it was. But then, just Christian. Yeah, it just got weird. Um, no, they're remaking it, Chuck. Because oh, you know, that's all they make nowadays is remakes and reboots. And good. Um, and guess who's starring in it? Uh, Pat Buchanan. Pat Buchanan, the new star. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> this is Mike Skunk Dick. Because I'm just so disappointed. Because he's made some of my favorite movies ever. Movies such as Raising Arizona and Con Air. Oh also. no. <laughs> and oh no. Ghost Rider. John Goodman. <laughs> And uh, Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and any fucking script you hand in front of him? <laughs> Pretty much. Nicholas. Fucking Cage. Nicholas fucking Cage. Oh, I mean, I guess he's just an actor, but I'm going to skunk dick him the same way I skunk dick Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga for being in the Conjuring. Uh, conjuring. Yes. Yes, 100%. The conjuring. 100%. <laughs> Don't you people have scruples? <laughs> Good God, man. He's becoming worse – or he's becoming the new Harrison Ford. Or is Harrison <laughs> Ford becoming him? I don't know. Pretty much they're all just doing anything that comes by. Oh, my just, God. I – uh, yeah. Ender's Game hopefully will end Harrison Ford's career. <laughs> no, because he's going to be in the new Star Wars. Yeah, that's true. New Star Wars, Yay. All right, uh, the next skunktic candidate is the Church of Scientology for this ad which played during the Super Bowl 2014. Um, uh, some sort of sporting event involving bowls. 
It was no, it's a it's a ball game. A ball it's a, game. Oh, playing with balls. <laughs> An affront on the traditional family. Right. <laughs> Imagine science. And religion. Connecting. Imagine technology and spirituality combining. Now imagine that everything you ever imagined is possible. Scientology. There are higher states of existence. Spiritual technology. Spiritual plus technology equals... Scientology. Scientology. Wow. Imagine everything I ever imagined is possible. Now I'm just thinking about like three ways and stuff. Matt, well, that's not possible. That's not possible. Uh, he said imagine it was possible. <laughs> I, uh, I think they're confusing science with science fiction. Did you see that they're, they're, when they said, imagine science, and they have a fucking E-meter as their <laughs> image for science? Isn't that, what is, that's the e, the E-meter is just the one that just measures like capacitance or something? Or, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, you can changing. affect it by clenching your muscles? Exactly. <laughs> it's science, damn it. Science. Damn yo. Oh. God, I can't even believe this Church of Scientology is still in existence. Holy shit. Imagine a world <laughs> where B-52 bombers drop a bunch of hydrogen bombs into a volcano, exploding all the Thetans. Why don't they fucking say that? <laughs> oh, well, they have great spokesmen. Spokespeople? Spokespersons? Yeah, that is. it totally looks like a like an LDS, like they've hired this um, slick marketing firm. Okay, now don't say any fucking thing that's true about Scientology. Right. Just put a bunch of images of nature and a couple church stuff, and, and uh, that'll get them. See, I was getting the vibe when, like, when like Exxon puts out a commercial, and they try to, like, all right. <laughs> and to clean up their head. Imagine yeah. a world where we all run on cars made of bubblegum and dreams. and <laughs> Right. And it's all fucking nature, like trees there's, there's, and mountains right. and shit. Animals running around. They don't happen to show, like, a bunch of uh, seagulls drenched in the fucking oil that they right. spilled. <laughs> Tar sands. Uh, so, so, Scientology. Scientology. I, I want to know more. I'm, I'm intrigued now. That can't be bad, right? I mean, it's combining science with religion. <laughs> it's about goddamn time someone did that. Oh, I love that. Imagine a world in which science is religion and religion is science. Is that what they said? <laughs> I'm lost. I got to watch it again. All right. Uh, who's your candidate? We got uh, we got plenty. We got all the asshole conservatives uh, oh boy. Oh boy. Uh, upset about the same-sex wedding ceremony presided lawfully by a queen. I mean, come on. How can you, uh, how can you object to that? Oh. Uh... I I know, but I I don't object to that. I object to Kirk Cameron. And then your uh, asshole Nicholas Cage. I think Nicholas Cage is low down on my list because literally he will take any script. <laughs> I don't think he even fucking reads them. He just says, "Okay, I'll do it." You know what? That's I'm. That's what my votes for. My votes for Nicholas Cage just because of that. <laughs> for that. <laughs> just for that. Also for Ghost. What's what was he? Not a Ghostbuster. He was ghost a Ghost Rider. Writer. Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. Also for Ghostbusters 2. I'd like to nominate that for a skunk dick because that movie sucked. But I'll vote for Nicolas Cage now. Excellent. Um, my vote then is for uh, Xenu. I'm voting Xenu as my voting skunk dick. For, for capturing all the Thetans and then blowing them up. God, had he not done that. Don't wait. 78 what? billion years ago, the world would have been a better place. Oh, Yeah. Wait, is it Satan's bad or good? Do I need them in me, or I need to get rid of them? I'm pretty sure they're bad because he um, subjected them to a bunch of movies about uh, like Christianity and, and Islam, and 
uh, Hinduism and all this shit, and that's where we got all the bad ideas, all the false ideas. Oh. Whereas the true religion is Scientology, as everyone knows. Ah. So who's your vote for? Zenu. <laughs> Zenu. I'm voting Nicholas. I, wait, I can't ha- not have a vote for Kirk Cameron. I'm changing my vote. Kirk Cameron. All right, I'll also vote for Kirk Cameron. Let's all feed right. that into the computer. Feed it. Uh, unprecedented. Unprecedented. The skunk dick are the four Republican candidates for lieutenant governor of Texas who all believe what? that uh, you should teach creationism in public schools. All four of them? Every fucking one of them. You cannot vote for a lieutenant governor in Texas who doesn't believe in teaching creationism in public schools. All four candidates also agree that creationism and intelligent design should be taught alongside evolution in Texas schools. I'd like to introduce them uh, to the, uh, was it, fucking 1985 Supreme Court case that already decided that that is not legal? It's not constitutional? <laughs> um, how, many, how many precedents have we set already? With court cases that that creationism can't be taught, and intelligent design is creationism, and so on, and so on, and so on. Uh, when it comes to creationism, this is Dan Patrick. Ah. Not only should it be taught, it should be triumphed, and it should be heralded. Oh my God! What would you would you p- please fucking set the Bill of Rights down in front of him and have him read it out loud? The government should not advance any religion. It's right there in the fucking First Amendment. To the Constitution. I'm sorry, Chuck, but they skipped the First Amendment. Go right to the Second Amendment. Yeah, that's right. Guns. <laughs> Guns. Jesus. Um, do you think they'll all sign the oath for uh, that they have to sign for uh, in the name and by the authority of the state of Texas? I, whoever becomes lieutenant governor, do solemnly swear that I will faithfully execute the duties of the office of lieutenant governor of the state of Texas and will do my best. And we'll do to the best of my – oh, fuck that shit. Anyway, they will have to swear to preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution and laws of the United States and of the state. So help me God. Oh. I believe in Texas they say um, I will uphold, preserve, and defend the Constitution of the United States of Texas. Of Texas. And we'll fight to uh, defend Chuck Norris from any assault on traditional families. Chuck Norris and his gravy train. When is he going to die? Plus, Ever. plus guns. Amen. Gun. So help me God. <laughs> so help me Christian Jesus. So that's it. Texas is, is – are they going down? They're gone. Bye-bye, Texas. Yeah. Well, I've said before, we should fucking saw Texas off and kick it into the Gulf of Mexico. Well, congratulations, though, to all four Texas governors – or candidates for lieutenant governor, not governors. I think we'd do that, except the Mexicans would kick it back. <laughs> Not even Mexico wants Texas? No. They would build a gigantic wall to prevent the Texans <laughs> immigrating. I knew it. I knew it. Everybody thought the wall was for Mexicans coming in, but really it's... To keep Texans <laughs> keep inside te- of Texas. That's right. <laughs> Maybe we should build a, keep the wall going all the way around Texas. <laughs> now that's something I'd vote for, Matt. With a little bridge over to Florida. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Excellent. Uh, Now we move on to the meat of the podcast. That's right. This is where I step up. Which is? (laughs) Which is, did I plan for this? Norse mythology. (laughs) Norse mythology. So for any of you who are meeting in your day-to-day lives, Norse uh, apologists. This podcast is for you. Now we're going to arm you to defend yourself against the Norse myth, uh, missionaries. That's right. I had one come to my door the other day. And <laughs> unfortunately, he was speaking in Old Norse, and I couldn't understand anything he said. Um, wait, I think I prepared. I thought we were doing this on horse mythology. <laughs> the importance of uh, – I'm totally unprepared for this. Little little equine humor, Chuck. Uh, it can't hurt a podcast on Norse mythology. Nope. Um, okay. So, let's start. Norse mythology. Enough. <laughs> Enough stalling. Get to the <laughs> fucking podcast. I, I really have notes in front of me. I'm just, uh, <laughs> I also have to pee. But I'll hold it. Okay. Whereas I have the Norse mythology Wikipedia page in front of me. <laughs> That is, matter of fact, 
Everybody open up your computers to Wikipedia <laughs> and go to Norse mythology. We're just going to read verbatim the Wikipedia entry on Norse mythology. Actually, I was going to wait until you guys were finished reading and see if you had any questions. So, Matt, wait. how do you feel about the Roke runestone? <laughs> the Roke runestone? Well, I figure it was an important archaeological piece that you know um, contributed somewhat to our understanding of Norse mythology. Excellent. Yes. And that will do it for this podcast. We'll see you again in a couple weeks. (laughs) All right. So I always like North mythology. As far as as mythology goes, you know, I grew up with Greek. I got Greek camera with me. I always have a specific place in my heart for Greek mythology. Egyptian mythology, I still think, is one of the greatest mythologies ever to exist. Um, Alongside Hindu mythology, just because of the breadth of, of characters and the stories, and also because this will be just as bad as the Hindu episode. So the fact that it, it lasted uh, so long and 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 uh, mostly unchanged for fucking like three thousand years. I mean, that's impressive. And tell the Christians, the fucking Christians, screw yeah. everything up, even they, marriage. Yeah, even marriage. This podcast will be an assault upon Christian marriage somehow. Traditional families. So Norse mythology was mostly an oral tradition, I guess you say. It's a, it's a Germanic tradition. It's a northern European uh, belief system. Most of what we get came from a couple works. Uh, one of them was by the famous Icelandic poet. You know him, Chuck, I'm sure. Snorri Sturluson. Of course, who isn't familiar with Snorri Sturluson? Everybody knows Snorri. He was the author of the uh, – this is where we get most of our information on Norse mythology. I'm going to say the word Norse mythology over and over. Drinking game. <laughs> he wrote – he was the author of the Prose Edda and also the Heimskringla. Again, classics in the That's genre right. of Norse mythology. I want to point out that many, many words are going to be mangled in the making of the podcast. <laughs> Uh, so a little background about him. Um, he was a, a descendant of also a, a great poet and hero. Uh, Ed- Named Thor. No. Egil Skallagrimsson. You, you know name, him, right? His name, <laughs> his real, his name was Grimson. Skallagrimsson. That is what I fucking like about Norse mythology. They're all about, you know, like angry, hammer-wielding people. Uh, eye-patched, fucking brutal right. old man. Well, look at life in northern It's It's hard. It's cold. It's icy. Um, they just eat, like, salted fish and, and rocks. <laughs> have a lot of snacks and rocks. Um, so their mythology reflects that. Uh, I wanted to also point out Snorri. He became a he was a, a president, essentially, the law speaker of the Icelandic High Court, and um, he visited uh, Norway's king King Hakon the Fourth, Hakon Hakon, who later uh, assassinated him. That's what happens to poets, Chuck. Uh, that was the Norse version of censorship. That's right. <laughs> Had enough of you. Um, <laughs> what time period are we talking about here? Okay, so Snorri himself was born in 1179. He died. He was assassinated in 1241. This is basically when they when when they were codified. I guess you could say when they were written down. Uh, before that was mostly uh, an oral tradition. So that's just going to go back into antiquity. Are you going to tell us why <laughs> the king had him assassinated? I would, but this is not a podcast on the history of Snorri Sturluson. <laughs> uh, it strikes me that that might be a more interesting podcast. <laughs> it probably is. <laughs> it far is. It was all politics, Chuck. Anyway, can I get on with this? Yeah, Are you done? Please. Okay. I, I want to read you a, a little quote I found in my research um, that I think you'll enjoy. Norse mythology was for the heathen, dramatic peoples, what the stories in the Bible are to Christians, and what the doctrines of evolution and history are to modern science and secular society. Grand narratives that give life meaning and that help people to make sense of the world. Well, we know, Matt, that that's not true because uh, Kirk Hastings said that if you place the Bible on one side— and all of the uh, other literature on the other side, there's a wide gulf between them that will never be bridged. Never? Ever. Never! Even by Snorri 
Skullgard's uh, <laughs> Grimson. Well done. Um, what about if they use the Bifrost? <laughs> That's another fucking cool thing about Norse mythology. They got all this shit fucking like world tree and dragons and shit. Nothing yeah. cool like that in Christianity. No. That's, my, that's like why I like Hindu too. They got Tiamat. Right. Dragon, who also featured prominently in the short-lived Dungeons and Dragons cartoon show from the <laughs> 1980s. <laughs> cool shit like that. Let's start with the creation of the world in uh, Norse mythology. Hold on. <sighs> Had to do a shot. Um, before the dawn of time, Chuck. There's always a unifying kind of theme in a lot of creation mythologies where there's like nothing right. or a void or right. what they have in Genesis. They had like the cosmic sperm or something. I don't know. I didn't read that book. Uh, yeah. It was uh, – the Enuma Elish was went on high and Genesis was uh... – Genesis? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I didn't mean to subject everybody to that. I don't know. Shit. In the beginning, anyway. In the so, beginning, that's it. <laughs> so the Norseys, the Norsers, the Norgens, Norsicans. They had, they had the Ginnungagap. Uh, it's basically your, you know, your your abyss. It's your, it's your, it's your nothingness between uh, worlds. Really, because um, that sounds suspiciously like a sandwich. It's, <laughs> it's delicious. <laughs> Um, it's also a place somehow because, uh, <laughs> because to the south of Ginnungagap, there was a place called Muspelheim, the land of fire, and a giant named Sert was the rule of that land. I love how um, this is like before the dawn of time, and there are people just hanging out. <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious that um, well, that's the time had no meaning until things were created, although things existed before then as well. Right. It's not meant to be taken literally. Here's what the the Norgen knew, Chuck. You don't take it literally. <laughs> <laughs> they knew it was mythology. Before anything ever was, there was this little giant <laughs> hanging out. This. Um, there is also Niflheim, the darkest and coldest region. It consisted of ice, frost, and fog. You see where they'd get these ideas, Northern Europe? Uh, unprecedented. Ice. Yeah. And that, and between those two worlds, you know, you have your great gap. It's like uh, the great when void. you're telling a story to your kids and you're saying, it was a night much like tonight. On a street yes. much like this street in a house strangely similar to the one that we're in. That's You're scaring me. Two small children <laughs> happen to be your ages. Can we, can we get back on track here? I'm sorry. That was my research for the podcast. Ah, well done. Um, did I mention Muspelheim? Did we get to that part yet? No, I think we mentioned Niflheim. Niflheim. You have, I did mention Muspel. That's where a giant named Sert lives. What? Ruler, it, that's uh, south of Giganglap. That's everything south of Giganglap. <laughs> <laughs> um, and from the south of Muspelheim, um, <laughs> now you fucked me up. <laughs> um, lava and sparks came into the great void. Uh, we've already named Giganglap. Giganglap. Anyway, uh, the fire melted the ice, it begins to drip, and therefore a human creature grew, Chuck. A humanoid, actually. It was a Jotun, or a Jotun, and we call that Jotun Ymir, or Ymir. Ymir. How bad you would like to mangle that pronunciation. I think this is one of my favorite creation stories because, uh, because Ymir has sex with himself in certain parts of his body somehow, and people th- pop up. I do, uh, I do that. Sweat- all the time. I, all the time. Uh, the sweat under his arm grew two more giants, a male and a female. And, uh, and one of his legs paired with the other leg to create a third son, Thrudgelmir, Strength Yeller, he was called. Uh, because those are the kind of names they gave people in those days. Matt, how does Snorri know this? Did he just talk to Ymir himself? <laughs> he did. He And as we all know, Ymir was a... Uh, what do you call that? The way you say God was. Uh, he was a an eyewitness to creation, Chuck. Uh, just like God and Jesus. So Snorri got it right from the horse's mouth. <laughs> right from him. It cannot possibly have been recreated. Also, none of it was ever copied. Or if it was after him, it was done so <laughs> with immense care. Exactly. So that no word was ever messed up. <laughs> exactly. I love, I love here how... Um, 
these uh, ancient Norse are just abandoning any pretense of uh, making fucking sense. So right. the guy's just sitting there, uh, probably high on fucking Norse mushrooms, saying, uh, okay, so basically he fucked himself, and then out of the sweat of his armpit came a couple other giants, and, uh, and, and son, that's how the world began. But that doesn't yeah, make I, any sense, Dad. Shut the fuck up before I smash this hammer into your face. <laughs> You're probably wondering, how did they feed their children <laughs> that he just made out of his legs and armpit sweat? <laughs> on well, lava. Chuck? On lava. Spitting oh. out of Muscleheim. They were breastfed by the cow giant, Adhumla, who... <laughs> just appears out of nowhere. ...was created from the melting ice in Gnugagam. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> she herself fed on a block of salty ice... And while she was licking the rock, something strange happened. On the first day, some human hair emerged. The second day, she licked the rock, a head grew. And on the third day, oh, the rest of the body came out. And guess who it was? Zeus. Guess it was it was Zeus. <laughs> it was Buri, the first of the gods. Someone he was giant. needs to tell these ancient Norse that salt isn't food. <laughs> you can't feed on a salt block. It was very important. They used to pay Roman soldiers in salt, Chuck. It's the origin of our word salary. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently ancient Norse salt was uh, cow food. Well, and he, all by himself somehow, had a son named Bor and got married to Besla, a Jotun woman. And they had three sons, Odin, Odin. Finally, someone I recognize. (laughs) You know. Uh, That was the great thing about Norse mythology. It was just like, look at all these friggin' names. Like, who are all these people? I didn't learn all this reading Thor comic books. (laughs) (laughs) Odin, Vili, and Ve. Uh, They they did not like the fact that the Jotuns outnumbered what they called the Aesir. The Aesir were the the gods in Norse mythology that uh, basically were concerned with war and things like that. Um, The one true gods. The one true gods pantheon of gods as opposed to the vanner who were the, the gods that were concerned with fertility and cultivation and uh and then we get the ragnarok where basically it's a war between the Aesir. anyway we're jumping ahead so the only sushi they could see was to kill yamur you see that we don't like this outnumber thing we must kill the giant that we always well, bring <laughs> well his time's up for some reason yeah you see this in greek mythology too with uh yeah, the Titans. The Titans right? and uh, Cronus, who, who spit out Zeus. He's always afraid. He's eating his kids because he's always afraid they're going right. to kill him. So, uh, and they did. And of course, it was it was founded <laughs> paranoia. <laughs> you aren't paranoid if they're really out to get you. Um, so they waited for Yemen to fall asleep, and um, and they killed him, and the blood sprouted out with force in all directions, and uh, many of the Jotuns were drowned in a flood of blood. I love that story. Um, so much blood. Except for one Jotun who built an ark. And his wife. And his wife. <laughs> <laughs> Bergomir. Um, they found asylum, I guess you could say, in the land of mist. And all the few Jotuns descended from that. Um, and then the world, the world as we know it, was created from the remains of the giant. The three brothers, they dragged the dead body towards the center of Ginnungagap. And that's where they created the world. The blood was transformed into oceans and water. The flesh became land. The bone became mountains. Teeth became rocks. Hairs, grass, and trees. And the eyelashes became Midgard. Well, that uh, makes perfect sense. And by the way, if you don't have an explanation for the Earth, the formation of the Earth, then it must be true. It must be true. Um, They threw the brain up in the air, Chuck. It became the clouds. The skull became the sky. That's bullshit. (laughs) <laughs> it was the lid that covered the world. Yeah, in ancient mythology, they all had this kind of idea that there was a like the firmament. It was this dome, yeah. And uh, so there had to be an explanation for the dome. And in Babylonian or Sumerian mythology, it was the skin of Tiamat, I think, wasn't it? That uh, yeah became and, the dome. And in this case, it was uh, the skull of Ymir. <laughs> Um, sparks shooting from Muspelheim, the land of fire, became stars at night. Of course. Yeah. So while Odin and his brothers were in the progress of creating this new world from the body parts of Ymir, worms kept crawling out of the remains. <laughs> Guess what the worms became? Snakes. Dwarfs. The worms became dwarfs. Yeah, dwarfs. Um, the dwarfs made their homes in rocks and caves under the ground, and their home is called Nidaveller, possibly. My they were God. experts in craftsmanship. 
Tolkien owes royalty yep. to uh, Snorri Skoldenheimer. I was going to uh, wait to see how long people picked up on that. But yeah, you, you're going to see a lot of stuff in Norse mythology that, uh, that Tolkien um, – Ripped off wholesale. <laughs> I was going to say was inspired by. Uh, the dwarfs, they created one of the most powerful weapons, Chuck Njolnir, Thor's hammer. The one true ring. The one true ring also. Um, uh, one day, Odin, Vili, and Ve were on the beach. They found two logs. One appeared from an ash tree, and the other appeared to come from an elm tree. They gave the log spirit and life. They gave the movement, intelligence, shape, speech, feelings, and the five senses. These were the first two humans ever created. Adam and Eve. Very close. Ask and Embla. It's Ask and Embla, not Ask and, and a... Steve. <laughs> Steve. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was a good one. Therefore, um, traditional families. Traditional family. Also, kill your father and his blood becomes oceans. Um, <laughs> that's they decide they should live in Midgard. So, it, it, so you get nine worlds in this mythos, Chuck. Uh, Asgard, where the is the home of the Aesir gods, uh, Odin, Thor, Baldur, and so on. Vanaheim, the home of the Vanir. Uh, Alfheim was the home of the light elves. Those are the good ones, of course, since they're light. There were actually light and, and dark elves in Norse mythology. Yep, they had light elves in Alfheim, dark elves in Svartalfheim. If you've seen the new uh, Thor movie, Thor 2, which I haven't. I have not. I have not seen it yet, but I guess that's what the uh, plot is. The dark elves come and um, in the middle is uh, Midgard, of course, connected to Asgard by Bifrost, the Rainbow Bridge. As I said, Nidavella is the home of the dwarf. Niflheim is um, is the home of the dead, is also known as Helheim. And Muspelheim is the home of fire giants and demons. What about so, Asgard? Asgard is the first thing I said. No, well, I Pay attention. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> no. So Midgard is Earth. Midgard's Earth. Asgard is the Celestial Kingdom. Essentially, yeah. Niflheim is the Telestial Kingdom. Yeah. And uh, Helheim. Outer Darkness? <laughs> outer Darkness? That's the Gnungagap? <laughs> so Mormons got it right, is what you're saying. They knew. They knew, Chuck. Um, so let's cover some of the gods. Some of these uh, you might already be familiar with, even if you don't know it, because they're codified in our days of the week. Excellent. Did you know this? Odin. Uh, Odin, of course, was the chief god. His day was Wednesday. Odin's see how day. That, Odin's day. Or if you go by another translation, Woden's day, Wednesday. You see? I'll make sense. That makes sense. Or Anstag, if you want to pronounce it like that. Um, Why is there no Jesus day? There's no Jesus day. It's, um, they did, I don't know. That's a good question. Why didn't the Christians get rid of all, like, the, the day should have been like, yeah, Jesus day. John the Baptist Day. Who else did it like? Joseph's Day. Yahweh Day. <laughs> Yahweh Day. Um, Odin was the chief god. He was the all-father, the most powerful god in Asgard. He was a god of victory, happiness, and wisdom. He was he pretty much looked like a sorcerer. It was his uh, he looked like Gandalf. Or Gandalf looks like him. He could shape into he could shape shift into animals. He speaks in verse, and his voice is so soft that all who hears him speak thinks he's everything he says is true so it's like a whisper in the whirlwind yes a still small voice if you will yeah and he has a horse which if you remember from the christmas episode uh slipner sleepner sleipner take a drink uh it's odin's gray <laughs> eight-legged horse it's a magical horse which is the best kind of horse chuck uh did it have a gigantic red nose it did not but it was a gift from loki and also, somehow, was the child of Loki. <laughs> Basically, never trust a gift from Loki. No, especially one that he has birthed himself. You... <laughs> Except when he's a woman. If you remember nothing more from this podcast, remember that. Um, let's go to the next day of the week, Thursday, or... Thorsday. Thorsday, Thorsday, Thor, the thunder god, the son of Odin, and Fjorgen. Fjorgen. Possibly, um, he's married to Sif. They have they have a couple of kids, and uh, oh, and Ul is his stepson. Uh, Sif's a mother. Ul. I only mentioned Ul because Ul is um, the winter god of skiers, and uh, I I ski, and so do you, sort of. 
in a manner of speaking. <laughs> in a manner of speaking. Um, I'm going to cover this later, but the Thor of Norse mythology is a little different than uh, the one you might be familiar with. He had red hair, pretty much always a beard, ill-tempered, loved battle. He was the strongest, or one of the strongest gods, but he wasn't the smartest. And the Yoans always tease and fool him. Um, that is exactly the Thor I know from comics. <laughs> is that exactly him? Except he's blonde. He always, and he always speaks with like a Shakespearean jaunt. He's always like, thou knowest my name. <laughs> Say it. So guess how he flew around, Chuck? Uh, in a sled uh, pulled by eight reindeer. In a sled, that is exactly incorrect. Damn no. it. It was a chariot pulled by two goats. Goats? Uh, goats. <laughs> Tangniost and Tangrisnir. Teeth bearer and teeth grinder. Um, what's great about the goats is that sometimes when he's away from home, he would cook and eat the goats. But then he would just revive them with his hammer the next day. Well, that is very uh, economical. Yeah. Speaking of Thor's hammer, let's talk about Mjolnir. Is it true that only Thor can lift Mjolnir? Only Thor, and also the Jotun Trim, who once stole it, somehow. <laughs> and also, uh, who, who took it that one time in the comics? Oh, God. Uh, Billy Bob Thornton, I think. It's something weird name like that. Yeah. The hammer can be used to kill and destroy. It can also revive people and animals. It can shoot out lightning bolts, and it will return to his hand all by itself. He can shrink it to fit inside his shirt. He can put it in his shirt. He's like, it makes it a little hammer. Put it in his shirt. What? Ridiculous. Yeah. No. It's possible. I'm calling bullshit on that one, too. Let's go back in the days of the week, and I'm going to test you now, Chuck. Tuesday. Thor's yeah. day. That's from <laughs> Thor. Also Thor's day. No. Damn it. It's also known as Tears Dog or Tears Day. Tear, the god of war and the sky, the bravest of the gods. Course. He's so brave or stupid, he once put his hand into the jaws of the Fenrir wolf. There is a fine line between bravery and stupidity. And that's how he lost his hand, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of those guys that sticks his head into like the, the alligator's mouth or whatever, you know. Look at me! Ah! Like Siegfried and Roy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, Til- Tyr and Garm are the guardians of the gates of hell, Chuck. They also end up killing each other at Ragnarok. So it's kind of a sad story. But um, we'll skip back to the end of the week. We'll go to Friday. You won't know it, so I'll just say it. Freya. Actually, there's, there's a little um, unclear. It's a little bit unclear on, on who gets Friday uh, between Freya and Frigg, the wife of Odin. But uh, the daughter, Njord, and his sister, uh, Nerthus. So, <laughs> you know, sometimes a little incest. It's it's pretty much all you got to work with, you know, in the beginning of the world. Right. Early on, you're kind of stuck. Yeah. It's like Zeus and everybody and also Adam, Eve and all their children. <laughs> Early on and in later Egyptian dynasties. So, yeah, <laughs> um, she was the goddess of love, lust, beauty, sorcery, fertility, gold, war and death. Just everything. She gets a little bit of everything. She's incredibly beautiful. She had love poems and love songs, you know, composed for her. And when she was hovering over the ground, she scattered morning dew and sunlight behind her. That sounds great. It does sound great. It's where uh, I'm thinking Galadriel. This is where uh, Tolkien got his inspiration for Galadriel. Oh, that's right. The elf queen that gave the little light uh, vial of light. Yeah. Now, there are so many uh, figures in North mythology. I don't – unless we wanted to make this another eight-part podcast. Which we do. <laughs> Which we do, because we're lazy like that. I just want to cover a couple, a couple more. Uh, one of them is Loki. Loki, the trickster. Um, common theme in a lot of mythologies to have a trickster god in Native American mythology. You, you know, have Coyote was the trickster in Egyptian mythology. Chuck, what do you think you throw that? It was uh, um, Set, wasn't it? In Set. Egypt, I'd take that. Um, Loki has a, a, a really strange heritage because he, he's, he's the son of giants, Farbuti and Laufey, but he's also like the stepbrother of Odin, or I'm sorry, the stepson of Odin, but he's also a blood brother with Odin, and he's also sort of a brother with Thor, and, he, and he's the mother of an eight-legged horse, and he married a Jotun, and they had three children, Hel, the Fenrir Wolf, and the Midgard Servant. So he's all over the place. <laughs> he can just 
do anything, take anything. Yeah, they're really. Um, I'm starting to understand there really are no uh, hard and fast rules for North no mythology at all. Anytime you need somebody to do something, you can just assign it to them. Done. <laughs> Done. So he was beautiful. He was cunning. He was clever. He was uh, the god of wildfire and mischief. And he lived in Asgard. Um, he was evil at heart, but then he did like good things too. He would like get people killed, and then he'd save them as well. After they got killed? No, not those people. <laughs> Other people. Um, you know, the ones he saved. <laughs> he would get Thor into trouble, but then he'd also get him out of trouble. I could tell you stories, Chuck. Oh, the stories. But not now. Please do not. Uh, <laughs> um, let's go on to what I think you like, Yggdrasil. Yes, the world tree. The tree of life. So in the middle of Asgard, there is Yggdrasil. It's the tree of life. An eternal green ash tree. The branches stretch out over all the nine worlds, extend up into the heavens. Um, it's carried by three enormous roots. The first root uh, from, Asgard, from Yggdrasil is Asgard. And the second route goes down to Jotunheim, the land of the giants. And the third route goes to Niflheim, which is where, uh, where Nidhug, the dragon, gnaws on its roots. He's also known to suck the blood out of the dead bodies. And at the top of Yggdrasil, there lives an eagle. So you have an eagle at the top. You got a dragon at the bottom. And uh, guess what goes between them? Uh, a leaf? That, that's right. A squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> So are you telling me that you can either use the Bifrost or you could climb up Yggdrasil to travel in between these realms? No, only the squirrel can climb around on no. Yggdrasil. And what the squirrel does, the squirrel's name is Ratatosk. He goes between the eagle and the dragon. He's kind of a, um, it's kind of a gossip, and he just inflames them. <laughs> he just goes up and tells them what the other one said. Hey, 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 well, guess what Nidhug just say? He said you're a fucking asshole. And then he runs down. So, you know. What a you bastard. See? What a bastard. You see how that translates to some sort of symbolism? Just like a squirrel. I guess, yeah. I don't know. Um, the end of the world, Chuck. We're, we're there. We're ready to talk about the end of the world. Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Everybody's heard it. Everybody knows it. Um, that's one of the great things about, you know, <laughs> Norse mythology was that they have an end. There's not just like a you go to heaven and you live forever or something. The world's going to end. It's called Ragnarok. Um, it's the doom of both gods and humans. And it'll be the final battle between the Aesir and the Jotuns. Oh, my God. The end yeah. of everything that is. Yes. The huge bridge Bifrost will be set on fire by Surt, the fire dragon giant. The mighty Midgard surface will emerge from the sea and engulf all the land, it'll splash its tail and spray poisons in every direction. Um, the Fenrir Wolf will break free of his chains and spread death and destruction. The sun and the moon will be swallowed. Even Yggdrasil will shake the ground. Odin will be killed by the Fenrir Wolf, and Thor and the Midgard Serpent will kill each other. Oh, spoiler alert. Sorry. Oh my god. There goes <laughs> Thor 28. Right. Loki turns on the Acer, fights Heimdall, and they kill each other. Um, as I said, Tyr and Garm uh, kill each other. Freyr will be killed by a fire giant named Surt. And Surt will set all the nine worlds into a flaming inferno, and they'll sink into the boiling sea. The end. Well, now that we know this, isn't there some way to prevent this from happening? No. <laughs> Even Odin. <laughs> There's nothing they nope. can do to Ragnarok. Odin's only comfort was that even though he can, he knows that it will happen, it will not be the true end of the world. Oh, well, that is comforting. It is comforting. Um, after the whole mutually assured destruction pack, um, a new world will rise up from the water. It's beautiful and green. And um, two people that before the final battle will, will be sheltered, Lif and Lifthrasser, they will find shelter in the tree Yggdrasil. They will come out and repopulate the earth. Incestuously. Incestuously. Not necessarily. They might not uh, be related. It's better that way, uh, though. Yeah, it is. Several of the gods will survive, though, Chuck. Uh, some of Odin's sons, um, some of Thor's sons. We don't need to know their names. But uh, they'll, start, they'll start a new world. They'll build new houses, and the greatest of all houses will be called, wait for it, Gimli. Gimli. Hey! 
<laughs> I recognize that name. Son of Glowin. Yes. They they live in a place called Onkelnir, which means never cold. See? See? Never cold. Oh, like, yay, we're going to one day. Sounds nice. Yeah. But but there'll also be a terrible place because you can't just have the nice place. Right, exactly. You have the terrible place. It's called Nastron, the shore of corpses. <laughs> that sounds pleasant. It's, it's I summer there, but I wouldn't. <laughs> it's a beach. Um, <laughs> all its doors face north to greet the screaming winds. <laughs> the walls are made of writhing snakes that pour their venom into a ribbon. I mean, a river that flows uh, through it all. This will be the new underground, and um, when they die, the great dragon Nidhug will feed upon your, their corpse. That is the end of the world and also the beginning of a new one. Well, uh, it's nice that we have hope. After Ragnarok, there will be a new beginning. Yeah. Uh, all right. To finish up, we're going to finish this up. Is everybody drunk yet? Let's been finish this. Let's finish it. Norse mythology. Have a drink. You've probably seen the wildly popular movie Thor, Chuck, I'm assuming. I have. But not Thor 2. I, uh, right. I was interested uh, solely because of the appearance of Natalie Portman. Oh, she did a, she was amazing in that movie. She should have won an Academy Award for her work in <laughs> Thor. She should win an Academy Award anytime she's not playing a princess in Star Wars. <laughs> Any, anytime she's or whatever not, she was, a queen. Anytime she's not reading George Lucas uh, script material. Uh, but did you know? Kiss me like yeah. the way you did in Naboo. I, <laughs> anyway, the movie Thor. So they got some things wrong. Can you believe it? What? And, Are you telling me the, comic. the comics lied to me? They lied. They lied to you. And also the movie. My universe is ruined. The movie is not an accurate history of true Norse mythology, Chuck. Any true Norseman will tell you that it's all messed up. Are you telling me I cannot rely on Hollywood and Marvel comics for an accurate rendition of Norse mythology? <laughs> um, no. No? Yes. No. Damn it. I'm going with no. Let's start with Thor, shall we? We shall. Um... Courtesy of uh, io9.com, they had a great list of uh, all these things that they screwed up. Um, in in Marvel, you know, you got Chris Hemsworth, right? Hems, Helmsworth? Something like Hemsworth? that. Something like that. Anyway, his name's Chris, or perhaps Liam. I'm not sure. It's one of those two. Look, the details don't matter. But <laughs> <laughs> We're not about details here at Irreligiosophy. Much like the movie Thor, um, details don't matter. Uh, he's blonde. He's... And in the comic books, he's always clean shaven. He speaks like a Shakespearean actor, you know. Thou will regrettest it, perhaps, mayhaps. Of course he does, because he's a fucking uh, he's a Elizabethan, uh, blonde, European, blue-eyed male. Would it surprise you that he did not speak English? Oh, my God. If He had red hair. If King James English was good enough for Jesus, it's good enough for <laughs> Thor. You'd think so. Um he needed magic gloves, Chuck, to have to to work with Mjolnir, his hammer, to have it fly back to him. He needed a special belt, a special belt, to use it at its full power. Um, I didn't read the Ultimate Universe comics. Did you read those? Yes. You didn't read the Thor ones. Yes, I, did, I read the um, Avengers, the the Ultimates. Oh, okay. One of the best so, renditions, by the way, of Iron Man, and probably the rendition they used to uh, do the movies. By the way. Oh, okay. What about Thor? Thor. Um, <laughs> was uh, a crazy nurse, like he was a nurse with mental problems. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, and he was an environmentalist. It was actually pretty... I was really impressed with the Ultimates uh, first and second run. You should read them. They're good. Well, so so here it says he used his belt in the, alternate, in the he, Ultimate Company. He had a... Um, he had a belt. Yeah, he had a belt and kind of a chest plate. Uh, that that powered up, and he actually could not use his hammer without it. It was kind of a, the, ah. the power source. Interesting. And so when Loki stripped him of the belt, he, he kind of uh, he made him, <laughs> made him question whether he was even a Norse god at all. Uh, I would question just, it. Whether he was just crazy. <laughs> right. Wait, I lost my belt, and now I can't do anything? 
This I, makes no sense. Makes no sense. Um, you know, the, like we said earlier, the original Thor, he couldn't fly except except with his chariot drawn by his you know his goats that he sometimes ate when he was hungry. In the movies, of course, he flies by just tossing his hammer around and holding on to it. I'm guessing. Yeah, that makes sense. Like. The, the, just the drags hammer him around. Yeah, the hammer's flying and he's just hanging on. He uh, he was hot. He was hot for Natalie Portman, but in uh, mythology, he was married to Sif. And although he did, he would he would occasionally take the little you know walk outside of marriage. Well, the Marvel co- the Marvel comics are set in the pre-Sif universe. Oh, pre-Sif. He's still single. Okay. And then um, I think in Norse mythology, Thor was still punished by Odin to walk to Earth as Donald Blake. <laughs> <laughs> that part's probably true. Doctor Donald Blake. Yes. <laughs> you want to take Loki? Uh, yeah, so in the comics, Loki's pretty much, outside of a few stories, he's pretty much the villain of the story, right? He's pretty much evil. Right. Um, we'll see how he's portrayed in Thor 2, but... Oh, I think he's just comic relief in Thor 2. <laughs> Has anybody seen it? <laughs> Call into our show if you've seen it. Call it. We're, the number is 555. <laughs> um, in, in Norse mythology, he actually just, he, he was just kind of a god of mischiefs, right? He just play pranks, yeah. insult them. He would also help them sometimes, but uh, usually it was because the prank went haywire and <laughs> it was his fault. <laughs> <laughs> so he wasn't really a super villain in Norse mythology, right? He was just the trickster. He was the prankster. He was the archetype trickster god. Poor Loki. Uh, I think my favorite story of him was that he helped kill Balder, uh, one, of, one of the sons of Odin, with a snake, a snake arrow. <laughs> and then, and then later on, when they were, uh, hell would give him up if everybody cried for him, but and everybody did except for one old woman who was also Loki. <laughs> <laughs> so he screwed him twice. Nice. I think isn't um, didn't the comics get it right that uh, Loki was not actually the biological son of Odin? Yeah, yeah, they had that right in in the movie. They had that right as well. Um, he was a Jotun. Odin, right. Odin found Loki as a baby in, in, in the Norse mythology and kind of raised him as his own. Yeah. I guess he was never his, his real son, but... Um, not compared to Thor, his favorite. Not, yeah, his favorite. Um, very good. Uh, Balder, Balder in, uh, in Norse mythology, was a good guy, Chuck. He was the god of light. He was the god of happiness, beauty, all that stuff. I, I don't remember him from the comics, but basically just made him a, a less powerful version of thor less uh prone to anger just as much of a hero but um doesn't do things as stupid as <laughs> thor or, or get tricked by him he's smarter than thor i love it yeah but somehow he also doesn't get things done as much as thor every balder was the guy everybody loves you know hey it's balder you know time to drink he's like except norm and cheers right <laughs> balder <laughs> except for loki like we said loki hated him killed him uh, oh, I said a snake. I meant a mistletoe dart. We talked about that in the in the um, Christmas episode. That's right. He shot an um, arrow or mistletoe or something. Killed him yeah. with mistletoe. And that's why we kiss under the mistletoe. Again, no rules in Norse mythology. It doesn't make any fucking sense, but that's right. how it is. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, Loki hated Balder. In the comics, I guess, uh, Loki also kills Balder, but he's successfully resurrected. So, screw you, Loki. Yeah, eat that. Next, uh, Sif. So the the comics, um, basically, Marvel portrays Sif uh, as being this uh, warrior lady who uh, has a big fat crush on Thor, but you know never marries him because Thor's got to remain single because you know he's Thor. Yeah, he's a bachelor. You don't want to. He's a bachelor. You can't tie him down. down. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, in the uh, Norse mythology, she was Thor's wife and goddess of the harvest. She didn't really, she wasn't a warrior at all. She, she's just kind of like, you know, um, the, the Norse men, right? Their women pretty much stayed at home while the Norse Vikings went out a-conquering. Hey! You can't bring your women because that interferes with the raping and the pillaging. Now, in the movie, the first one anyway, she was badass. She was kicking ass. Yeah. All over the place. She wasn't really much for harvesting crops in the movie. <laughs> no, she wasn't out there sowing as an SOW. So uh, apparently in the, uh, the Norse mythology, uh, Loki cut off her beautiful long blonde hair, which it was her prized possession, second only to Thor. Uh, <laughs> oh, that Loki. And she was so sad that the crops wouldn't grow. So what did Thor do? 
pretty much uh, beat the shit out of Loki until he, he agreed to uh, restore her hair. Yep. He asked the dwarves to build her some new hair. <laughs> so they could build anything. This reminds me of the the Greek myth. Um, is it Demeter and Persephone? Yeah. When when Persephone is abducted and she's so sad that she you know nothing will grow. That's why until Zeus has to interfere. Yeah, that's why uh, winter happens because she's right. She's in Hades. That's right. Right. We have seasons. Yeah, and Zeus uh, agreed to interfere only because if there were no crops, there'd be no humans. They'd eventually die off, and then of course no one would worship Zeus. So, and he wouldn't have anybody to go and rape every now and then. Right. So it's really <laughs> pragmatic reasons. Right. Um, yeah, Persephone. What they agree is like six months. Six months in the underworld. Six months above. Yeah. And that's, that's your winter and summer. Explained. There Done. you go. If you don't have an explanation <laughs> for it, then you're fucked. Greek mythology has to be true. And then in the movies, uh, our next our next wrongness uh, was Odin. Um, by the way, I like uh, who was it? Anthony Hopkins portrayed him in the movie. Yes, good choice. Not bad. Not bad. Even didn't even have the eye, or you know. So the Odin of the movie and the Odin of Norse myth, uh, Marvel Odin, he'd get his ass kicked. He the original was a war god. He didn't care about justice, law, and peace. Uh, in the movie, Odin is just—he's—he's he's loving and caring. He—he is—he is a peacemaker. He doesn't want to go to war. He—he he wants to preserve the peace. Remember that in the movie? That was a big thing in the movie. Thor screwed it all up. Right. I don't understand that portrayal of Odin at all. They portray him just as like a wise old man. Isn't he you know? supposed to be like the biggest fucking badass? And he's finally brought peace but, to to Asgard just by virtue of his badassery, but he doesn't come off as a badass in the comics or in the movie. No, they just, I don't know. It seemed from the movie, I got the sense that he was just, uh, he was like the wise King and Thor was the, you know, feckless child or right. whatever feckless means. Is that a word? You might be <laughs> looking for <laughs> reckless, <laughs> reckless. <laughs> I'm going with feckless. <laughs> But you know the uh, the uh, Odin of Norse mythology just that's he kicked ass. That's what he did. That's what he did, that's man. His existence, ass he kicking. He created an eye for magic and knowledge. He hung himself and gutted himself on um, shit. What is it on Yggdrasil or I don't know. He hung himself once. Trust me, it happened. It anyway, happen. <laughs> he was probably crucified on Yggdrasil. He probably was. Oh, oh, and so was Jesus. Much like Conan the Barbarian. Like going in, um, yeah. What's what's that thing in the in the movie where like he has to go to sleep every now and then, or is that in the comics book too? I haven't read the comic books in a long time, but I remember this Odin sleep. He must, I must get my everything he does is named after him. I must get my Odin sleep, so I have. Works. <laughs> when I wake, make sure my Odin coffee is prepared. I've got to go take an Odin shit. Yes. But before that, I think I will Odin jerk off with some Odin. <laughs> if you were God of all you surveyed, you would name everything uh, after yourself as well. Yourself. Uh, the Frost Giants. I love the Frost Giants. Um, in the movies, the Frost Giants are just like these giant evil trolls. They want to destroy Asgard, and they live in a snowy, icy place. Um, <laughs> the, the real Frost Giants, uh, trademark. The real first giants, the Jotun, um, where as we said, they grew out of their father's armpits and his feet. Yeah, um, they some of them ugly, some of them beautiful. You know, Loki was a uh, was a Jotun, um, but they're they're nature gods. At, at times, they're powerful, they're wise. Uh, Odin goes to them to learn more. He 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 gets information about Ragnarok from them. They are the source of poetry. Poetry, <laughs> something that once uh, Odin stole. By the way, he stole their poetry and. Um, yeah, Frost Giants. Not not the bad, uh, horrible, ugly things portrayed in the movie. You're, te- you're telling me they're a little more nuanced in reality. A little bit more. Um, and finally, Chuck? Ragnarok, which you already covered, so there we go. It's done, yeah. Uh, so we're done. Done. Done! All right. We, Goodbye. We, we managed to do a <laughs> podcast in one episode instead of four. I don't like this precedent, Matt. You don't like this? I know. This is this is troubling. This should have been uh, at least a six-part series. Yeah. Hold on. Let me think of some more. Um, come back in. Long pauses uh, and breaks. And... <laughs> come back in two weeks for part two of Norse mythology. 
where uh, well, we go into the uh, physiology of Emir fucking himself. And then we're going to do a two-part series on horse mythology. Yes. Horses in mythology, <laughs> beginning with Slepner, and then we'll go to the Trojan one, I guess. The two horses of mythology. <laughs> it's perfect. Perfect. All right. Beta Red Bill. All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> Awesome. 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 Awesome.